Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's up, Real Sports fam? Welcome to episode 16 of the Real Underscore Sports Podcast, a Snapchat sports pod. On this ep, we are discussing MLB trade line, NBA and NFL start bench cut, and much more. So let's get it. And down goes Frazier! Auburn's going to win the football game! Auburn's going to win the football game! Curry, way down to Heads up, Real Sports fam. Abe is on vacation this week, but we still wanted to bring you an episode this week, so we called him rather than having his normal setup. Let's get to the episode. All right, Real Sports fam, before I start, with the normal intros, I just need to say, if you're listening on your Apple Podcast app or you're listening through Safari, SoundCloud, Spotify, any of it, make sure to hit subscribe and to follow the pod. Rate it five stars while you're there, but subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, so that you get all our episodes, which drop Mondays and Thursdays before you're even awake, thanks to our great producer, Charlie. So hit the subscribe. It'll automatically go to your Apple Podcast app. Abe, tell the Real Sports fam to subscribe. Real sports fam, we need your help for every – sounds like a charity ad. For every one subscription we get, Jack will make one conscious effort to give a somewhat educated take on this podcast in regards to any conversation we may have. So one subscription is a step in the right direction for this podcast. Um, just help me, honestly. Sometimes I struggle with the stuff that comes out of his mouth, and I need your help. So for every one subscription we get, hit that button. You'll get notifications. Jack will stop sounding like a moron. So help us out. I'll start properly rating the baby goat because I cannot even describe. I'm not even kidding. Like Lamar throws a very nice spiral today. And what do I get? I get 18 messages on Instagram of the clip of Earl Thomas picking off as if it's not my own defensive team that I'm not happy to see that like we're rounding into form already. He throws one, one interception and I have 18 people chirping me. It's going to be, I have, I don't even believe in Lamar that much. Oh like my I God. joke. I, I think he's electric. I think he's fun to watch. I think he's a very average to above average quarterback. But somehow I have all my eggs in that basket, and I can just tell what direction this season. Even if we were good, he he went six and one during the regular season, and people still say he's a running back, he's a wide receiver. So I can't even imagine when we're not doing well what people are going to say. I mean, he went six and one as a running back essentially against. I, I texted you this yesterday. Six out of the um, eight teams that he beat. All of them were worth were against a top ten worst rushing defense in the NFL, including running, including the three worst. So his early on in success, a little skeptical to me. So this is the thing to me. He took care of the teams. Yes, I I knew that of course that he faced some really bad rushing teams and we beat some bad teams. 
and he was one and two against the better teams. One was at Kansas City. We lose in overtime because of some Mahomes magic. One, we beat the Chargers on the road, and then obviously rookie in the playoffs, he struggled mightily. Kind of came back, but was definitely not an impressive performance. So, it's a we're playing a first place schedule. It's going to be a tough year. I, there's no doubt about that. Our schedule is just brutal. Um, if he shows any improvements, maybe but under under wins under wins. The best real sports experience will be next Tuesday. So stay tuned for that. Um, all right, let's just get into it. MLB trade deadline. There were apparently no moves, and then somehow after the deadline. Your boy Jeff Passan just starts dropping woge bombs on us. A couple buzzer beaters. Yeah, but like, weren't they way after the 4 p.m.? That happens. We see that in like other sports though yeah. too. Like paperwork has to go through. You remember actually um, the NFL trade deadline when like was it AJ McCarron was supposed to get traded to the Browns? Yeah, and they didn't get their paperwork in time. It was like the most Browns thing ever. <laughs> yes, I mean, fortunately for the Browns, it actually that worked out for them. Uh, in not getting A.J. McCarron. But big move was Zach Granke gets traded to the Astros. So you now have... This is scary. This is wild for playoff baseball. I mean, yeah, playoff baseball... But at the same time, it's not, but go on. Playoff baseball is won in pitching. That's like a known thing. You can obviously win in other ways, but it's pitching, defense, and and uh, small ball because pitching beats... Better pitching beats better hitting nine times out of ten. And now that team, Verlander is back to old Verlander. Like he's he's probably the best pitcher in the AL. And if he's not, it's his own teammate in Garrett Cole. And then you have a three of the third option is is Granky. So I mean that's going to be crazy. Especially look at the flip side. Who I said was going to win the World Series, the Yankees. They make zero moves because it had been so competitive. And now they just have a a power hitting lineup against aces. It just doesn't look like it's going to end up well for them. Against aces, you're right, but Granky is not a good postseason pitcher. Like historically, he's in like that Kershaw boat where he just like cracks under pressure. Uh, last year, he had like an above six ERA, or yeah, was it two or two years ago with the Diamondbacks. Uh, when he was with the Dodgers, he was never anything special. He was brutal in Milwaukee. So you have those guys who, like, sure, they're Cy Young candidates and studs in the regular season, but come playoff time, it's, it's a, every pitch matters, and it's like a different animal. And who knows? Um, you see uh, Granke and a guy like Kershaw cave under pressure, and that's when an offense like the Yankees could come alive. But, sure. I mean, you said it. The strangest thing The strangest thing was that the Yankees didn't make a move for a pitcher. Um it feels like every every team was like blacklisting the Yankees uh, and not trading with them. But at the same time, you're seeing all these reports about how they're asked for so many prospects for such and such. And like, I think that points to like one of Brian Cashman's weaknesses is that he's so willing to give out these big contracts in the offseason. Like, money's his biggest asset, and because of the no salary cap in the MLB, and because of the market he's in. But like unwillingness to pay like a high price in prospects for an ace that can help win now in like a leverage moment. Like you see every year a team at the deadline goes out and makes a blockbuster move. And then one of those teams that did it went on to win the world series. And it was, it's a known thing that the Yankees needed a starting pitcher. It's been questionable all year. Um, who knows if Severino's coming back. If he does, he might come out of the bullpen, 
Tanaka's been up and down, and it was just shocking to see the Yankees not go after someone, whether that was like a Stroman, a Syndergaard, or as we saw, Granky get deal. It's it's tough, I would say, for the Yankees and Cashman to give up those big prospects because look at what their prospects have developed into. That I think it's almost like a, a Swiss Army knife or a two sided knife. Like you have Judge or Shella. Um, not DD, but like Glaber, like, right? All these young guys who actually come through their system, who they drafted great, and they always trade for prospects, which is why I get why they don't want to give them up. But this one to me seemed like the year they trade for Encarnacion. You know, the one big weakness is pitcher. Like, how are you not pulling the trigger on the pitcher at this point? I mean, in the same breath, they're having an unbelievable season first in the AL East. So maybe Cashman thinks they, they have what they need, and it's just a matter of his guys showing up. Um, I know a bunch of my Yankees friends were posting on Instagram, fire Cashman. I think <laughs> I think that might be a little extreme, but, I mean, my Phillies made a move. Corey Dickerson yeah. from the Pirates, you- a good hitter. Add some depth, uh, strengthen up the outfield, which has been a question mark all year. And, I mean, I wanted us to get a stud pitcher. But, hey, Drew Smiley through his first two starts, like 12 innings, uh, no arm runs. He's, he's been a stud. The Another one after the buzzer was the Cubs getting Nick Cast, Castellanos from the Tigers. He's a really good hitter, and that's just going to bolster their lineup. The Dodgers seem like they're the favorite, but like you mentioned, it's Kershaw in September, October, like Ryu's crazy. Walker Bueller's been pitching crazy, but they're just getting to the point where I don't know if I can trust them. I mean, yeah, it's, it's the Dodgers every year. I mean, they get to the fall classic every year. It's just a matter of finishing it. Um, but I think we can agree that right now it's the Astros to lose. Yeah, I would, I, I would say today kind of flipped it for me. Not as much with Granke becoming a part of the team but more that the Yankees didn't get anything yeah but at the same time like the MLB playoffs is like all about who's hot going into it in my opinion like so come September we'll really start seeing which teams are playing good ball and then you can see a a team come out of the wild card and then the wild card game and then win um in the AL or NLDS and then who knows from there the the NL Central is a really tight race right now it's kind of at the a while ago, after the All-Star break, I think every team was like five and a half out. Since then, like the Reds and the Pilots have fallen off. But like any team between the Cardinals, Cubs, and Brewers can take that. If I were to pick right now, I would say the Cubs would come out of it uh, just based on experience. But who knows? It's definitely the Dodgers league to lose in the NL. Like you said, with the team getting hot, there's two teams that are really heating up. The Red Sox, which is scary for the league in general. I mean, these are the defending champs. And then the Indians, which were involved in the greatest MLB trade potentially ever. So it wasn't at the deadline. It was on July 30th. Cleveland swaps, essentially, it was a three-team trade, but Bauer for Puig. So Bauer, the night, the day before, is seen launching a ball over the center field fence from the mound because he's angry at his pitching start. That was great. That was, that, that's what baseball needs. Bauer's electric. And then you have Puig uh, get straight to the Indians. So, the G is silent, I believe. Puig. No, it's Puig. I think it might be Puig. I would like to bet a lot of money that it's Puig. Gonna, Where do you think it's Puig from? Because that just makes sense. It's a silent G. 
It's like lasagna, <laughs> you know. I don't think that's how that works. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to fact check that. <laughs> um, but did you see the clip of the fan telling the Reds outfielder yeah, about the sick. trade? He was sick to his stomach. He was like, "Yeah, one for one." He's like, "No, we sent Fred Neal." So the left fielder, whatever he was, is getting details from some guy who's like videotaping him relaying the trade info, and then Puig is now he's ineligible to play because he's traded mid game, and then the Reds pitcher tries to fight the entire Pirates bench. And then Puig gets in the fight. I mean, the Indians' management is probably like, "Is this is this what we just traded for?" And if you're trading, for- yeah, it's like it's like it's like Puig, Puig, not Puig. Puig. One of us is gonna sound really stupid. I, just, I think it's gonna be you, and I more. feel bad. I've never been wrong, <laughs> but um, it's like Puig is like the the kid who is moving out of the school. It's his last day of school. He's like, sure, I'll start a food right. fight. Like, what's going to happen? Right. So and, like, he's just getting involved, getting his hands dirty. Um, he'll probably be suspended once he gets to Cleveland, is my guess. Um, but I wish that pitcher connected on that punch, man. He threw a haymaker. But he did get Archer on the ground. There's some pretty epic picks of him, like, staring down. The memes, the memes today have been unreal. Yeah, I, I freaking love memes. Um, oh, just the internet in general. Yeah, the internet's gold. So – Speaking of the internet, I saw someone say online uh, after the trade – or not – sorry, after the fight, they were like, name name two cities that hate each other more than Cincy and Pittsburgh. That's the dirtiest thing I've ever heard. Like no one cares about – Yeah, the dumbest. What? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. So obviously we've talked about our greatest rivalries in sports. Wait, like but- the Bengals were away. I'm, I'm caught up in that statement. Yeah. Like, the Bengals and the Steelers, like sure they're in the same division, like – isn't that big of a rivalry? Like the Ravens are the Steelers' biggest rivalry. Well, that's that's what they said. Was the person quote tweeted? They were a Pittsburgh person. They were like literally Cleveland and Pittsburgh or Baltimore and Pittsburgh. <laughs> like they don't even care about Cincy. So, what do you think? Like, do the Penguins have a Do the Penguins have a rivalry with the Columbus Blue Jackets or something? I don't think so necessarily. <laughs> um, the first one that comes to mind is L.A. New York or Boston. LA, New York. Philly, New York, and then Boston, L.A. Boston, L.A. Yes, that's what I meant. Sorry. Uh, Philly, New York, Boston, L.A. I think New York, L.A. maybe used to be in there. No, no. That's just like the two biggest markets. There's not like a true rivalry there. Like can you name – you can name a a New York team and a L.A. team that hate each other that much? Uh, No. Uh, Maybe – oh, Dodgers, Yankees, like because they used to be the Dodgers and they were. No, don't give me that. Don't give me that. Um, All right. So we'll put that on RS Pod on Instagram. I want to know, you guys, what are the two cities who hate each other the most? Not the biggest rivalries, not UNC Duke, et cetera. The two pro sports cities, maybe college if there's there, that hate each other. And if you say Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, you're probably going to get blocked. What about, like, is Philly. Pittsburgh, Philly, New York. No, but Philly, New York, or Philly, Boston. Is Philly Pittsburgh a serious rivalry? That like because no, that that actually reminds me. That actually reminds me about um, Penn State, Pittsburgh, like the University of Pittsburgh and Penn State. So we recently uh, just started playing them like every year now because we used to like back in the ages, and it it truly used to be a rivalry back then. But now, like, like I went to Penn State and we were playing Pittsburgh, and like. You see people online and like people putting signs of a fraternity house at Pittsburgh about like 
obviously slandering like the whole Sandusky thing. We won't go into that, but like treating this rivalry as if it's like the craziest thing ever. And Penn state, like we couldn't give less of a shit about the university of Pittsburgh. Like if you're not Ohio state or Michigan, like we literally don't care. Yeah. I mean, that used to happen with like, uh, Maryland. My dad would tell me that they were big rivals with Duke and Carolina, which they were because Maryland was better at college basketball at the time. But I was like, not really. Like they're just a little brother in the in the true great brother, big brother fight. Right, like P- Pittsburgh, just because they're also in Pennsylvania. Like that's not how it works, man. <laughs> um, all right, let's do some start bench cut. So we're not actually talking about benching or cutting these players it's more of like a three-man ranking but we'll start in the nfl because i want to touch back to what you said on last episode because you said tyreek and Devonte were elite wideouts i think there's only four elite wideouts michael thomas being right on the border so, oh my god he, he wait speaking of which i wanted to call you out for this so you said last year or you said on last episode he was a one you need to prove it is what you said he has the most receptions all time. This is Michael Thomas in NFL history in his first three seasons, yeah. but yet he has to prove it. No, he's an animal. He's a beast. I want to see one more year. I have no doubts he will okay. be. No, 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 I have no doubts he will be in that category. I just find him behind the top four right now. I think this year he's in it. All right, so start, bench, cut, MT, Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill, and Devontae Adams. Start Michael Thomas for the reason that I just said. Um, Easily. He, he's been nothing but productive since he's come in the NFL. I don't care if he has a Drew Brees handicap. Like, the Saints, he's been the only, like, Kamara's been there with him, obviously, but, like, the Saints haven't had a number, like, a great number two receiver with him. Like, he's been the guy. He's seen the best cornerback. Um, he's seen double coverages. This guy is up there, in my opinion, as with Odell, with DeAndre Hopkins as the best receiver in football. And the other two? Uh, Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams. Hmm. Bench one and cut one. So bench one, I get to keep him on my team for obvious reasons, right? Uh, it's really just a three-man ranking. How do you rank these trios? Okay. Um, it's different. Okay. So I'm going to say this isn't fantasy-related because fantasy-related no, 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 no. is we're talking team. But I would take Tyreek Hill too, Same. just because his ability to take the top off defenses, his speed, his athleticism is something you can't teach. Um, but like, if we were talking fantasy, like Devontae Adams is probably one of the most consistent PPR receivers in the past few years. So, from a fantasy aspect, I'd take Devontae Adams. From a talent aspect, I'll give me Tyreek Hill. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I was going to say, you know, just punt returning, kick returning, carrying the ball. Tyreek kind of touches over plus Tyreek was pretty electric with Alex Smith um, before Mahomes it's ironic that all three of those they pretty much have three of the best quarterbacks in the league so you get the handicap with Rodgers and Devontae right. I got one to, I got a, I got a right. start bench cut go for it switching switching sports here so stay with me yep Kyrie Irving Damian Lillard Russell Westbrook because to me those three There are a lot of different opinions in terms of where these three rank in regards to each other. So start bench cut, go. Oh, boy. I'm nervous and scared that people are going to listen to this because um, (laughs) 
This is like literally one of the most highly debated star bench cuts that we, we can have. just not drop this episode and just keep it between us. No, we're definitely gonna drop it. I I just damn, it's tough. I'm gonna go Dame start. I thought <laughs> I and I think probably six months ago I would have had him third, but he proved he can carry a team finally. To the um, second round? No, he oh, no, they went to the second round finals. And they right, ran into right, the Warriors, right. which is, you know, it's it's just a bad matchup. We they, got to play, they got to play the cutie pie nuggets in the second round. Right, they did, but he still got there, and Russell Westbrook couldn't win a series. Did he get there? Did he get there? CJ McCollum in that game seven? Now now a $100 million man? Yeah, you still need your guys. It's a team sport, but look at the other no, two. Dame wasn't much of the team that time, at that game. Look at the other two. Well, Dame, Dame put out Russ in the first round. I mean, it was over Paul George, but he, he pretty much dominated that series. So I'm going Dame start, and then at two, I'm going Russ, and then I'm, I'm cutting Kyrie. I'm not the biggest out of, out of pure bitterness that he's not on the Knicks. Literally a zero to do with bitter. I am just not a huge believer in Kyrie. I think he can hit the big shot, but he can't carry a team. Him on the Cavs was one of the biggest jokes ever. LeBron comes. They're obviously going to be great because it's LeBron. He can take the big shots. He can score an ISO. But over the course of a long play, yeah, he was a young. He was a young player when before LeBron got there. I know it was his first couple years in the league. I know, and and it was proven that he needed a ton of help. He's an excellent player, and you have to remember mm-hmm. who we're talking about now. We're talking about three of the most elite point guards in the league. So uh, there's no disrespect in this. I just think it's Dame one, Russ two, and I have Kyrie third. I mean, do you disagree? Yes. Okay. Let's this see. might actually sh- – all right. So who am I starting out of the three of those? Kyrie Irving. Why? What? He's a champion. Okay. I, this, doesn't mean, this doesn't mean that he's the number one guy on my team. It means he has the experience in the big moments. You know you can rely on wow. him. Unlike Russ, who might play some knee ball and throw it off the, the backboard. Um, Dame. He's just got over the hump this year and then lost in five games to the Warriors. Um, so, yeah, I'm starting Kyrie. He has the experience. You want that kind of leadership, whether he's the weirdest person on planet Earth or not, is a whole different story. Um, I've, I told you that I think that the whole locker room, this this locker room issues in Boston this year were uh, blown out of proportion. I just think they were adding too many players to an already established unit, and that's where the – Issues came, and then the media just kind of blew it up. So, yeah, I'm starting Kyrie Irving out of those three because I'm a winner. You're a loser, so you can start who I would keep on my bench, and that's Damian Lillard. Now, Lillard is an unbelievable talent. He's finally taking the Blazers into deeper in the playoffs, but he hasn't he hasn't proved to me that he can be a guy yet. Like, he, he, may, he might be more talented than Kyrie, but the bottom line is, if I'm starting a guy. I want to win a championship. And okay, I want so do I. But you, you're basing it off you? having someone else has LeBron James. Like, oh, I'm sorry, Dame never played with LeBron James. So oh, can't. oh, but then, but then when I say, so when I say that LeBron went off in that finals when they came back from three one, yeah, you always counter with how Kyrie won it for them because of the shot he hit. Kyrie hit the shot. That's that's actually factual. That has nothing. No, no, to do. I know that. But you're always countering with Kyrie won that series for them. No, I didn't. I well, oh my god, technically won it. He gave them the lead in Game Seven. But I'm not saying he was the reason they won. I'm saying that he hit the big shot, which Dame has proven he easily can. 
Dame has proven that, but Kyrie is probably one of the colder players in the fourth quarter. Yeah, like, we know, you know that. who's colder. What'd you say? You know who's colder. They have a whole name for it. What oh do my. they say? What do they say? What do they say to what? It's Dame time. He points at his wrist. It's Dame time. It's He's- Dame time, and we go five games in the Western Conference Finals. That's all the yeah. time I got for I, you today. Kyrie, anytime. Bottom with line. The- bottom line is Kyrie, anytime without LeBron, has not made it to a conference finals, and he's had better teams in weaker competition. It's been what two years? What's two years? Yeah, the that whole Kyrie beginning of career, he couldn't get to the playoffs. And then he gets hurt, and his team goes to conference finals. And then they win one game in the second round with him, and he shoots historically bad numbers. Listen, man, he's got the experience. He's been there before. Like I said, I'm not saying I need Kyrie to be the number one guy on a team, on a championship team, because he can't. I'll take Dame as my two over him on a championship team, too. And you didn't even mention your cut, which is Russ, and your whole thing about how the, the Rockets are going to be better and how you're not a Russ hater. Just stick with the facts. You are a Russ hater. I'm not a Russ hater, which is why I think that the Rockets will be really good because now someone can take the ball out of Russ's hands in crunch time. Paul George wasn't doing that. Russ was still taking shots. He was still chucking the ball up, and he understands now because he's played with Harden before. I've said that before. Where he stands, he doesn't need the ball to make an impact on the game. He said that in his intro press conference, and now he has Harden to defer to who – also hasn't hit the big shots and just looks for the foul. But that's besides the point. I don't think the Rockets are going to the NBA Finals. I think the Lakers are. But I do think that so, – So you think the Rockets are going to be good, but how good? I think they can go to the like Western Conference, Conference Finals. finals. Okay, so the Lakers. you have the Clippers with your second-best player in the world and an elite MVP candidate also bouncing in the second round? I mean, it depends how the seating shapes up and who plays who. But all things – all things um, pushed to the side. If I were to take a guess right now, not knowing the matchups, I would say it's going to be the Rockets and the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. But I'm going to bench Russ out of those three. I think he's unbelievable. He can do everything, uh, rebound, pass, score. But he, he doesn't know when to stop shooting, and that's my thing. He's taking these inefficient long twos that clunk off the backboard. He's taking these inefficient threes where he's not even that good of a three-point shooter, and everything's about him. Um, I'm not a Russ hater at all, uh, but that's out of those three, Russ is getting the match. I'm not a Russ hater at all, but I just continue to hate okay. on Russ throughout right. the entirety of the pocket. I was in my Russ bag uh, on Monday night. so Dude, nobody in, – move on. They do care. Nope, we're talking about – in my summer league game, I think I scored 30 on like 30 shots. And we, we, it, literally in the bag. And But the best part is this. we I The first shot of the game, I shoot a three. It clanks off the rim, but somehow bounces in. I'm not kidding. I've never seen this before in my life. We did not hit a shot outside the paint for the, fi- for the rest of the game from that first possession. So I stopped passing to the open three-point shooters because we couldn't hit it. And I would just shoot shoot layups, and some would go in and some would not. So we fell to two and two in the league. I'm flipping back to the NFL, though. Yeah, Start, bench, but this one's tough. Brady, Breeze, Rodgers. I don't think that's that tough. <laughs> really? No, you're starting Tom Brady for obvious. Uh, see – See, but that's the thing. A lot of people would say Rodgers. Okay, are you going to let me talk? 
Well, I'm just clarifying. And a lot of people would actually say Breeze. Right. Well, a lot they of people Breeze are also is stupid. stupid. Yeah, but you're also not that right. smart. But anyway, I'm starting Brady. I think for obvious reasons, he has six Super Bowl rings. I think that's enough set out of that. I am. Yeah, but but literally last week, once again, or on Monday, you were saying that you think it's in large part to Belichick. So if that's the case, you would pick another quarterback. We're not picking coaches with these guys. Like, you're just taking them. Like, that's my point. That's my point is like, because the coach doesn't come with it, a lot of people would say, oh, I'm taking Rodgers, skill wise, arm talent. Okay, well, uh, I'm not. So if you want to let me finish who I'm going to pick, I don't care what other people think or what other people pick. Um, you just said for obvious reasons, it's not obvious to, to anyone. Okay, well, he's the GOAT, so it's obvious to me. I'm going to bench Drew Brees. Uh, he has a Super Bowl ring just like Rodgers does. He's probably one of the more accurate passers in NFL history. He literally is Mr. 5,000 yards, just continually throws for 5,000 yards. And I'm benching Aaron Rodgers, and this won't be a popular pick, but Aaron Rodgers is – he has that one Super Bowl, and it's also his only appearance, but if he's this crazy talent and possibly the most talented quarterback ever, why does he only have one appearance? Like – are you going to blame it on Mike McCarthy? Are you going to blame it on the defense? Like, at what point does it fall on the shoulders of Aaron Rodgers? Also, his whole career is him known to not be able to win in big road games. Like, sure, he can get it done at Lambeau because Lambeau is one of the hardest places to play in. But if you want to win the playoffs and win a Super Bowl, you might have to go on the road and win a big game. And he's been notorious for not being able to do that. So for those reasons, Brady, start. Bench breeze. Sorry, Aaron. I, I mean... All right, here's the thing. Brady's the GOAT to me. It's actually not even close in any in any situation. But, no, I mean, Rodgers' talent is, is unbelievable, but when you win six Super Bowls, I don't care who your coach is, I don't care who's on your team, you won six Super Bowls, it's as many as the next, as, this, as another franchise, and you're tied for the lead. Like, you're the greatest quarterback of all time. I really don't care how you get there in football. So I'm going to start Brady, but... Just to defend the Aaron Rodgers lovers and the Brady haters, Rodgers' numbers, even in the playoffs, he I mean, he almost averages like twice the points per game. He has really never had even close to that defense. I'm a big believer in, like, you win with what you have. So he is completely at fault for what he's done. And, like, Brady didn't play amazing this postseason, but when it came time to do it, he got it done, and he won the game, and that's what that's what winners do but like he scored three first quarter points in the super bowls roger you know like people would say you don't have to be you don't have to be an unbelievable quarterback to win a super bowl i'm sorry you just have to be a a great game manager to win six to win no well yeah i'm talking to win one one. right but rogers did but he's never had the true defense breeze gets kind of screwed the last couple years um I did you see the video? I think I showed Evan the video of the Saints' last five playoffs, how they got knocked out. It's well, it's the pass interference. It was, well, that's yeah. Going in that order, it's the pass interference. It's the Stefan Diggs play. It's um. Oh, it, Thank God that happened because the Eagles would not have beaten the right. Saints in that yeah, championship this. game. It's actually crazy. The video is insane. It's the pass interference last year. It's the Stefan Diggs play. It's the Niners score with uh, six seconds left on an Alex Smith to Vernon Davis touchdown. There's one more I'm blanking on, and then it's the Marshawn Lynch run. Like, they have not only lost, 
but lost in the most excruciating fashion. Yeah, well, uh, now you got Zion, so go to go be a basketball fan. <laughs> um, so I'm going Brady, Rogers, Breeze. That would be my start bench cut. Do you have any more start bench cuts? I got one more. I'm, I'm going to keep it in the quarterback question for three other elite quarterbacks. This one just came to me. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, can I cut you off because cuts. it just made me think of something? Um, did you see Sham's report that the Knicks were going to bring back Melo if we had gotten KD and Kyrie? Yeah, that I mean, would, that would have been right oh for Oh, my myself. God, that would have been amazing. Anyway, start bench cut. Jameis Winston. Ew. I, Marcus Mariota. Uh, and Derek Carr. Uh, I'm going to uh, start Derek Carr. I'll bench uh, Mariota, and I'll cut Winston. My thinking is, I mean, it's just disgusting to think about, but now that you brought it up, Carr was playing at actually. That's a good one. This is a good one, right? <laughs> Carr was thinking, <laughs> playing at like. I wanted to throw, I wanted to throw like. Uh, Kirk Cousins in there, and you can like keep one of them as your water boy or something, or on the practice yeah, squad. Cousins seems above them, like barely, but yeah. Uh, so Carr was playing at MVP level a couple years ago. Then he has the bad injury. Then last year, he really did have no weapons. So that's I would just I would start him based off potential. I'm curious to see how he plays with AB and Jacobs um, and a year in Gruden's system. And then the reason I'm going Mario Oda over Winston is because Jameis's off-the-field issues combined with his – Oh, he just likes crab legs. You're from Maryland. You like crabs. No, but he had like a whole thing this year. He's just been an issue. And the difference is that while Mariota's been hurt, so maybe you go Winston too, uh, like the Titans have not been good over the past couple of years, but somehow they just keep winning games. Like it literally shocks me. They're they're in the playoffs. Eight, eight, nine and seven, they get a wild card. And then they get in and they beat the Chiefs. Mariota's throwing touchdowns to himself. And like Winston's never sniffed the playoffs, has he? No, the Buccaneers haven't been to the playoffs since like 2007. Right. So uh, that would be my order. He actually went nine and seven in his sophomore year. But I agree with the Derek Carr for the reasons you said. He was an MVP, went down. And candidate, I also, candidate, candidate. Yeah, right. Candidate yeah. is not the MVP. I did not want to confuse people with that. Right. Derek Carr but know. um, yeah, I like I've been on record saying I think big things out of the, out of the Raiders this year. Speaking of which, I am very hyped for Hard Knocks next Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? It's it's August sixth. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I'm gonna flip flop. I'm gonna bench Jameis. Uh, I think Jameis has shown way more talent from a quarterback standpoint than Mariota has. And Oregon quarterbacks as a whole, that being Mariota went to Oregon, have never fared well in the NFL, just their style of play. Um, what they run out there, I don't know what's in the water. But Jameis, though he does turn the ball over, like it's literally his job. He's had, <laughs> he's had his completion percentage has gone up every year. Uh, he threw for 4,000 yards and 22 touchdowns as a rookie. Like you can tell that there is the promise there. It's just like, Dude, figure it out. Like you're you're a talented quarterback. Just like stop, stop throwing the ball to the other like team and stop <laughs> having off the field issues. Like you can be good. Like I just don't understand it. He had an, so, an yeah. The one the one thing I would counter with is like you because both of them have missed so much time over the last couple of years. When Mariota's out for the Titans, they're a mess. Like 
it might be a credit to their backups, but like Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in and he's almost well, beating that. That doesn't count. It's Fitz magic. Like I guarantee you the Dolphins start 4-0 this year. Well, they play the Ravens week one, so that would be impossible. But they could go 3-1. <laughs> Yo, but you know what I mean. Like, lose to the Dolphins week one. I mean, we probably will. Like, no, nah, we should be able to beat the Dolphins, but we get Dolphins, Cardinals, Cardinals at home. We should be two and zero, and then after that, it is ugly for the boys. Okay, let's talk back to more about Mariota and Winston, not your shitty Ravens team. I mean, that's all I got on on those fronts. I think that's enough uh, start bench cut because I want to give people the chance to you know get involved in the conversation on Instagram. Yo, three po- Sorry. I'm just looking at these numbers. Uh, 3.7% of James Winston's throws last year were interceptions. That can't be good. <laughs> that's, that's hysterical. <laughs> that, can, that literally that's cannot my, that's be That's my saber metric of the day. That's a quality saber metric. All right, Real Sports fam. Thank you guys for listening to episode 16, the Pau Gasol episode. That's another thing we want to just throw out, maybe on the Instagram story. Maybe we'll throw it up as a post, but who are like the greatest number 16s in sports? Because we had Mello last week, obviously, Goaty. Um, who, like Pal, we said. Roy Keane, he's a soccer player uh, for who, our Euro. Who is Roy Keane? He's like one of the greatest soccer players ever, but it's, it's beyond you. Um, oh, that's for so sure. Someone tell us who the best 16s are. At Ooh, RS Pod. You know who's number 16? A fan favorite process player of mine, Maurice Spates. Okay. Maurice Spates. <laughs> I hope he's not in the category of best number 16. No, at the time, he was pretty. He was a starting guy for his Sixers. <sighs> mo, mo money, no space. All right. I'll try this one more time. Thank you, Real Sports fan, for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast so you get it pre-downloaded every Monday and Thursday. Forget the free download. Just save my ears. Just I need Jack to say some smart stuff. Subscribe. All right. Peace. Like we said, like we don't want that time. Make sure to subscribe, what please. What? What? I'm what? not a good singer. I'm not a good singer, but it just popped in my head. Oh, that was brutal. You know what? You know what I was going for. No, though. I don't. It just sounded like. What's the song like? Uh, it's the Kanye song. Like we do it this time. I, uh, uh, you know, no, just, just stop. What song is it? Hand, throw your hands up in the sky. Right. I wish Charlie would throw that in there, but I'll, you'll just have to stick with me singing it for now.